Hello, my name is Gillian Bowen, Public Affairs Manager at Chartered Accountants ANZ. This is Small Firm Big Impact. CAG's basically groups of senior members located in in New Zealand and also in all the states in, in Australia set up to assist and support members if they're having professional or ethical dilemmas. A lot of it's around client disputes and get into a conflict situation or even conflicts with other members. We have members that get in touch with us that don't have anybody else that they can bounce an idea off. It's the podcast giving you and your clients the up-to-date information you need to do your jobs. Each fortnight, I share resources, tools, and expert advice provided by CAANZ and a range of people across our profession. So make sure you're following the pod in your favorite podcast app. And if you've got an idea for the show, email podcast at charteredaccountantsanz.com. Today we have Ross Jackson, FCA, who's the New Zealand Chair of the CA Advisory Group, and Merrin Brooks, FCA, who's a member of the New South Wales CA Advisory Group. The topic, what is the CA Advisory Group and how it can help you with ethical decisions? Ross and Merrin, welcome to Small Firm Big Impact. Hi, Gil. How are you? Thanks, Gillian. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. Oh, I'm really looking forward to the chat that we've got planned for today. And I know our members will find it insightful as well. So before we get cracking into that, I thought to start, it might be a good idea for you both to give me an overview of your expertise. Ross, why don't you go first? Tell me a bit about yourself. I'm a partner and have been for 30 years in a mid-sized public practice firm in the lower South Island of New Zealand, employing around 75 staff, mainly in business advisory. And I've had a long association with Chartered Accounts Australia New Zealand, uh, being chair of the public uh, the practice review board, and was national president uh, back in 2011, and also been the NZ uh, CAG chair since its inception. Okay, brilliant. All right, um, Marin, how about you? Mine's a little bit different, I think, Gil. Um, I started life in a regional city in New South Wales and a big four firm as an auditor, like lots of people did back then. And I spent some time in a second tier, a small practice, and then I had my own micro practice for a short time. After I did my CA program, which was called the PY back then, mm. I became involved with CAANZ as a workshop facilitator with the, with the old CA program. And what I realised at that point was that I loved teaching. So from that, from facilitating with CAANZ, it's led to a lot of my time being spent in education Uh, teaching post-grad accounting. Um, Through all of that time, I've spent a lot of time on various committees, state council, national council, as it was, um, with CANZ, and I've absolutely loved all of my interactions with members and students over over that time. Okay, brilliant. All right, so we've got a bit of a taste of um, how we got to where we are today, which is good. Now, I want to dive in to the topic. Uh, Meryn, I might stick with you. What is the CA Advisory Group, or as we will call it as we go through this episode, CAG? Um, CAG's basically groups of senior members located in in New Zealand and also in all the states in in Australia, Mm -hmm. set up to assist and support members if they're having professional or ethical dilemmas. 
So that's it in a nutshell. Members being able to talk to other senior members to get some assistance. Mm. Ross, what would you like to add as as what you see CAG's role? Look, I agree with Merrin. It's very much a mentoring uh, guidance and support for all members, uh, not just public practice, uh, right across the board, and assisting with them with the ethical dilemmas, uh, some counselling in some cases, and even employment issues and a bit of guidance there. Okay. Well, let's um, stick with you then on on that, Ross, and, and build on it. Uh, you mentioned, you both mentioned ethical dilemmas. What does that mean exactly, Ross? What are the sorts of issues that CAG can assist with? A lot of it's around client disputes and get into a conflict situation or even conflicts with other members, uh, releasing files and issues they have regarding their own restraints of trade, if they're exiting a practice, and also those partners in a lot of small practices that exiting or entering uh, public practice and they come across a range of uh, ethical dilemmas that challenge them uh, and they just need someone to bounce those ideas off and a bit of guidance on the way through. Mm. Maren, what would you like to add to that? Uh, I think that that covers it beautifully. What we see is that we have members that get in touch with us that don't have anybody else that they can bounce an idea off, whether Mm. it's a conflict they have with one of their other partners or whether they're in a small firm and they have have an issue with a client and there's nobody that they can share that with. Um, The other sorts of issues that we get involved with, apart from conflicts of interest, which make probably about 80% of what we do, we've had situations where we've had the death of a business owner, whether in in practice, Mm. and, you know, family members looking for assistance with that. We also help out with people who um, get on the wrong side of the disciplinary process, and they may have had a complaint, either justified or unjustified, from a uh, a client and mm. the members come to us and look for guidance as to how that process is likely to play out and we can give them some assistance um, mm. with navigating that process. And the other sorts of things we get is for, for members that are in business, particularly when they've just made that adjustment into business away from practice, where they're looking for assistance as to the differing uh, roles and responsibilities they might have and things that they might come across in a different environment from practice. Mm. Ross, what is um, what does a conflict of interest look like? Is it, it, it do you think that um, this is where, where where there's a lot of help that's needed in regards to how that can present to you at any time of of the day of, of your working week? It can any time. Uh, I think that conflict is really a gut feel if something doesn't feel right and you have two parties that want some advice, um, you may have a relationship with one or a relationship with both and it, they can't reach a unanimous decision mm. uh, or in a marriage split, uh, relationship property, you just need to be really careful they can't be advising both sides of the deal really. Mm, mm. And Ross, what is it um, that CAG doesn't cover? What What are the sorts of things you can't get help from CAG with? I think the most important thing is we don't give legal advice. We don't get too involved in technical matters. Uh, again, we'll uh, let you know where you can go to get assistance for that. And any non-work-related matters. Um, often you get personal and work-related 
uh, intertwined a bit, but we have we steer clear of the uh, non-work related. But the other part I'm particularly careful of is if someone is already in the disciplinary uh, process with uh, Chartered Accountants Australia New Zealand, that we can give a bit of guidance, but we don't uh, want to give advice in respect to their discipline uh, mm. matters. Mm. Mm. So there's a few constraints but, there for, for good reason. Perfectly uh, happy to give them suggestions and where else they might get assistance. That's right. So you guys have got those sorts of tools at your fingertips to be able to point people in the right direction. I do like that idea. Maren, what are the types of members who usually use the CAG service? Often it's members that are just trying to clarify their own thinking so that they've got they've got a good idea as to the issue that they've got and they've got a good idea as to what the solution is, but they're looking for feedback from somebody else. So it can be partners in firms. It can be younger members in a, in a new role that they're unsure about. It can be um, issues that members haven't dealt with before. Often what we see are the tricky issues. Mm. So it's any member that's got a tricky issue that they really want some help with. It's a bit of a sense we can, check. We can, we can give them a bit mm. of a sense check, give mm. them a bit of, mm. bit of guidance on it. Okay, so I feel like we've given a bit, uh, a good overview, a bit of a sprinkling, as I like to say, of of, of what CAG is and how it works. Uh, Ross, the next question is, how do members access it? How do they get involved? Does it cost anything? All those sorts of details. There's a variety of ways to contact us. Uh, certainly the website's probably the first uh, port of call. I know that we're all listed. I checked that before. Uh, and the contact details. Brilliant. Contact Contact the uh, contact chartered accountants directly. Uh, their professional support uh, staff will give assistance, and then they'll contact us uh, with uh, potential uh, members that need some assistance. The local leadership team, uh, they know that, and also the local regional manager is often a port of call too. So uh, members can get in touch pretty easily uh, and be then directed through. Indeed. And we'll make sure we put the links to all those contacts and where information is about CAG on the website. So it's easy to find. I'll put that in the show notes in the description of the episode. Uh, before we wrap out of uh, run out of time, Maren, I was thinking if I've got an issue right now, um, is there a long wait? Is it hard? What do I need to do to get it on, on CAG's agenda so it can be dealt with swiftly? All of our things are dealt with what I consider to be very swiftly. Once you've made that contact, um, and most of ours come through our regional manager in the end, um, once the regional manager has um, had a chat with the member, usually what our, our people do is they identify the member of CAG who is most appropriate to help them. So if it's a practice matter, it'll go to a, a pra member in practice. If it's, right. a, um, you know, so they can match up the best fit and if they they get in touch with the CAG member and then we make touch we get in touch with the with the member directly usually it's a, a it's a 24 48 hour turnaround oh brilliant okay and Ross what about confidentiality yeah. certainly totally totally confidential uh the other point just picking up on Miran is there when we do get cases uh, we go through a pretty thorough conflict of interest check that we don't know the members. Often in New Zealand, we will deal with members out of our region, so we don't actually know yes. them. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a pretty small place uh, in New Zealand, and one degree of separation. So we need to be 
everyone needs to know it's totally confidential and that there is no conflict. Yes, that you've done your own checks and balances in your end too. I do like this extra detail. I'm thinking as well, uh, if there are CANS members listening along who think, oh gosh, I have the expertise or experience there. I could be helpful in this in this role. I, I'm interested in joining the CA advisory group. Maren, what is the process to get involved? I think it's it's mostly just um, if you do know anybody that's already on the on CAG, speak to them about what that role involves. Um, and then they can they can let you know uh, the process from there. I think I think it's it's a case of we try and keep a broad spread within each CAG group of expertise. Mm. So if we're you know top heavy in a particular area and that's your area, maybe there'll be a short wait before you can come on to CAG. Um, but we're certainly always looking for members that are keen. Um, there's got to be a, a fit with the um, with the expertise that we're looking for at the time. But that's right. Please, please always get in, in touch with us. And if we don't necessarily have a role for you on CAG, I'm sure there are other committees if you've got an interest that you can yes. get involved with. Yes, that's right. Ross, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, we, we do the same. We're looking always looking for succession here. Uh, we do have a rough skills matrix, but we're looking. You know, gender is important too. Um, mm. Often, you know, often find you know female members do want to way more comfortable talking to another uh, female member, mm. uh, and you know, we make sure the whole uh, gambit uh, is covered through corporate and public practice um, and wider. Brilliant. All right, so we're 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 out of time. I'm going to wrap this up. Final thought, Marin, on on any anything you want to add in regards to CAG, why to get involved, why it's a good service. Over to you. Oh, look, I think from a from a personal perspective, from the CAG group itself, it's a fantastic way of, of staying connected with your professional body and being able to assist members, use some of your expertise to assist other members. I think that's what I get out of it. And hopefully the response we get from the members we help is overwhelmingly positive. They just love being able to speak to, to somebody else that, that knows what they're going through. Mm. Ross, anything from you? Yeah, look, I enjoy giving some advice and giving members assistance. It's my way of giving back to a profession that's been really good to me over the years too, and if I can help some members. Of course, it's all free of charge. Uh, we give our, up our time, and there's no cost to the members too. Gosh, I love it. We've covered a lot. That is all we have time for. If you want to find out more about the CA Advisory Group and how to use it, as I said, I'll put a link in the show notes with all the information that you need. And I'll also include a link to some recent ethics resources, which are also worth a read as well. And if you followed the podcast in your favourite podcast app yet, do it today. The podcast has an email, so feel free to get in touch. Podcast at charteredaccountantsanz.com. Let's start a conversation. Thank you, Marin Brooks and Ross Jackson, for being my experts on Small Firm Big Impact. Thanks, Gil. It's been great. Thanks, and I really hope members get something out of this. Bye-bye.